for the week of May 24 to May 30, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and I'm very glad to have you with us here today on Main Menu. It's always good to have you with us, whether you're a returning listener or you're a new listener. If you're a new listener, welcome in, and we hope you enjoy the program and get a lot of valuable information. Well, as you know, we announced last week here on Main Menu that JAWS for Windows had just come out with a new update to their software, a new patch update, and that was version 14.0.3005, and pleased to announce to you again this week, another screen reader has come out with a new release. NVDA has come out with their first release for this year and it is version 2013.1 and it is the official release in addition the folks at nv access who make the nvda program just last week also came out with their new and improved web page And so now if you want every kind of information you could want about NVDA, you can find it in one very nice, very well-organized website at www.nvaccess.org. Again, nvaccess.org. All right, well, those announcements given, let's get into this evening's show Today we are looking at four different things. We start out with Mary Emerson, and Mary is going to be reviewing the calculator in the new BrailleSense 8 release, and she's going to be showing you some of the features of the calculator. Then Chase Crispin comes along, and he's going to review for us navigating the different kinds of books with the Bookport Plus and the Bookport DT Desktop from APH. Then David Woodbridge from Vision Australia is going to come in and he's going to show us all about how you can create links to different websites on your desktop on the Mac. And then finally, Mary Emerson comes back and she's going to give us a little demonstration and show us a little bit about the Excel Reader software now in the latest release of the BrailleSense 8 release of their software for the BrailleSense Notetaker. That's what's for your this week on Main Menu. You have a great week. We will see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Hi, I'm Chase Crispin, the executive producer of Main Menu. I'm here today to invite you, the listener, to submit to Main Menu. Do you have an accessible game, appliance, piece of software, hardware device, or anything else that you would like to demo that you have not heard about here on Main Menu? If so, are you interested in submitting a review of this product to Main Menu? If so, please first email mainmenu at acbradio.org. 
In that email, make sure to tell us what you would like to cover for Main Menu. If this is a topic that we are interested in and has not been recently covered, we will be glad to have you submit this piece to the show. Begin to record your piece by eliminating all background noise, including TVs, radios, other people talking, loud fans, etc. If applicable, turn down the speech rate on the device that you are demoing. Once you have recorded your file, it is recommended that you edit the submission. If you can save your file in MP3 format, please encode your file at 128 kbps 44.1 kHz stereo. If you must use another format, bitrate, or sampling rate, we can take care of the conversion for you. However, we recommend that you get your submission to us in the format previously mentioned. It is also recommended that you edit your piece. This may include editing out long pauses, mistakes, a lot of ums, or other fumble words. If you are not able to edit your piece but you feel it needs edited, please email us at mainmenu at acbradio.org and someone on the Main Menu production team can edit your submission for you. You can also contact the production team by visiting mainmenu.acbradio.org and clicking on the staff directory link. Once you have your file ready, please contact us at the email address previously mentioned and we will let you know how to get your submission to us and we will also let you know when it will be able to be aired on the show. We appreciate your continued interest and support in ACB Radio's main menu and we look forward to hearing you on the show. Hi everybody, this is Mary Emerson and I'm continuing with the features of the HIMS Braille devices for version 8, their newest release. And we're sitting on utilities right now and I'm going to show you some new features of the calculator. So I'm going to push enter. Calculator. And I'll push enter to start it. Start calculator. And here we are with an empty display here. It just has a cursor on the left side. I'm not going to be doing too much here, but I'm going to be working in the menus. So let's go to the menus with Alt. General functions, common dialogue. A lot of this stuff was already here before, and I'm going to show you some stuff that is new. I'm going to down arrow. Memory functions, pull down. Sign functions, common dialogue. Cosine functions, common dialogue. Tangent functions, common dialogue. Logarithm functions, common dialogue. Convert unit, common dialogue. This is the new stuff. Fraction option. And I don't know if they had fractions previously, but I'm going to focus on... Convert unit, common dialogue. Push enter. Convert unit, dialogue box. Unit, distance 1-5. Now what we've got is a list of categories of units, and I'm going to go through each of these, but I want to show you what's here. We have distance. Area 2-5. Area. Mass 3-5. Mass. Volume 4-5. Volume. Temperature 5-5. And temperature. And we're going to go back up. Mass for area 2, distance 1-5. And I'm going to tab. I'm going to tab to... Current unit, millimeters 1-8 a list of stuff that I want to convert from and this list is identical with the conversion to list but I'm going to show you what's here millimeters is first centimeters two eight meters three eight 
kilometers 48, inches 58, feet 68, yard 78, miles 88. Okay, let's convert yard 78 from yards to meters. Let's say that I've got 15 yards and I want to know how many meters that is. So I'm going to tab again. Change unit, millimeters 18. And this is where you decide what you want to change to. And I'm going to down arrow. Centimeters, two meters, three eight. That's what we want to change to. So I'm going to tab. Input number. And this is where we type the input. I'm going to type one five. And it shows it in Braille. And then I'm going to tab again. Convert. I'm going to push enter on this. 15 yards is 13.716 meters point. This is the way that all of these items work. They all have the same kind of situation where you can choose what you convert from and the next tab is what you convert to and then you type the number and then you tab to convert and all of these work that way. So I'm going to go to distance. I just tabbed because it wraps around and let's go down area area and I'm not going to show you a conversion here because I've already described how it works generally for everything but I'm just going to show you the list of items that we have here for area current unit square meter one six and I tabbed and in the current unit and what you convert to are identical as I said the lists are the same we have square meter R26. A-R-E Square foot 3-6 Square foot Square yards 4-6 Square yards Acres 5-6 Acres Hectares 6-6 six, six. And hectares Okay, now let's go back I'm back on area I'm going to go down Mass 3-5 And this is mass I'm going to tab to show you the list Current unit, grams 1-6 This is grams and there are six items here We have grams Kilograms 2-6 Tones 3-6 that should be stones, I believe. Grain four six. And grains, G R A I N. Ounces five six. Ounces. Pounds six six. And pounds. Shift tab and go down. We're back on mass. I'm going to down arrow. Volume four five. And this is volume. And we're going to tab. Current unit deciliter one twelve. Deciliter. This is a list of twelve items, and I'm going to down arrow. Milliliter two twelve. Liter three twelve. Cubic centimeter 412, cubic meter 512, cubic inch 612, cubic foot 712, cubic yard 812, gallon 912, fluid oz 10-12. That's fluid ounce. Cubs 11-12, quartz 12-12. Okay, that's all for that. We're back on volume. I'm going to down arrow to the last item. Temperature 5-5. Temperature. And we're going to tab. Current unit, Celsius 1-3. We have Celsius. Fahrenheit 2-3. Fahrenheit Kelvin three, three. and Kelvin and that is all that we have in this section and that completes this particular part of the calculator all of these conversion functions are really quite handy and I must applaud HIMSS for including this because this kind of stuff comes in really handy if you communicate with people in other parts of the world who don't use inches or pounds or gallons. So I'm going to escape out of here. Zero. And we're back to the calculator. And I'm going to do an Alt F4 to get out. Calculator. Push escape. Utilities. And we're back in the main menu. 
I hope that you have found this helpful and useful. I think this is going to get a lot of use, not only for students, but also for all of us who communicate with others in different parts of the world. That's going to be it for this portion of Main Menu. Thank you for listening to this segment on the calculator. I'll be continuing with other segments in the near future. This is Mary Emerson for Main Menu. Hello everyone, this is Chase Crispin, and today I am here with another tutorial on the operation of the Bookport Plus and the Bookport DT, digital players and recorders from the American Printing House for the Blind. Today I'm going to be demonstrating how to read and navigate through both a text-based and a daisy-based book. Navigation on the Bookport products is pretty simple, and they don't take a lot of commands, you just have to learn the different movement commands for things like words, sentence, etc. So we will be going through that here in this podcast today. Since the Bookport Plus and the Bookport DT or the Bookport Desktop operate very similar, I'm actually going to be giving you commands for both. Most of the time they're going to use the same commands for navigation, but I will tell you any differences if there are any. I have three books loaded onto my book port at the moment that we'll be working with today. Two are text-based and one is audio-based. They are both daisy books, however. First of all, if you haven't heard my previous podcast describing the controls of the Bookport Plus and Bookport DT, or my previous podcast describing how to send content to a book port using the book transfer software, you may wish to refer back to those first tutorials before you listen on this one so that you can orient yourself to the location of the buttons that I mention. If you haven't heard those podcasts, you can find them under the Bookport Plus and Bookport DT links at tech.aph.org. Before we begin, I would also like to briefly talk about the differences between Daisy Text, Daisy Audio, and Daisy Text. For those of you who don't know, DAISY is a system a file format that has been developed by the DAISY Consortium, and DAISY is a format that books from places like Learning Ally, Bookshare, NLS Bard, and other places are produced in, so it's a very popular format for readers with visual impairments. DAISY allows you to navigate not only by word and page like you would normally be able to do, but also by chapter, by page things like that. There are actually three forms of DAISY that you will encounter. DAISY audio refers to a recorded book which is usually done with the human voice. Books from NLS Bard and Learning Ally are all produced as DAISY audio. DAISY text comes from places like Bookshare and involves just regular text that is read by the text-to-speech software on your reading device, in this case a Bookport Plus or DT, but the book is still structured with sections and chapters and things like that. There is a third form of DAISY called DAISY Text Plus Audio that allows you to have both a text and an audio part of a DAISY book with the same text, but this way you could listen to a book, for example, in a more comfortable human voice, but switch to the text of a book to check spellings and things like that. The Bookport does support playback of these books with both text and audio, However, we will not be demonstrating those books today. 
If you just have a regular book, meaning it is not DAISY, it's just text or a braille file or a word file or anything like that, you won't get the specific movement options that you get with DAISY. All of these types of text that you may encounter work very similar on the Bookport products, and today I will be demonstrating how to navigate through both audio and text-based books. Now, I have my Bookport already turned on, but it is in the sleep mode, as yours probably is as well. So let's tap the power button to wake it up. 4.47 p.m. You hear the current time. And to get to the list of all titles, you'll want to press the title key. On the Bookport Plus, this is located third from the top. It's to the right of the right arrow key. And on the Bookport Desktop, this is located directly to the left of the number pad. Most of the buttons that I will reference today on the Bookport DT do require you to have the mask of the device removed. If I press the title key here, SD card, all titles list, select title, daisy title, two. Locking J, The Hunger Games Trilogy number three. Publication date, May 20th, 2011. Publisher, Bookshare. In the folder, Move. four titles in this category. First, we hear that this book is located on the SD card. You might have heard internal memory, USB, or something like that, because it's not always going to be on the SD card, but in this case, it is. And when you press the title key, you're automatically placed in the list of titles on the title that you last read. So in this case, it was Title 2 on the SD card. This book is called Mockingjay, and it told you who published the book, in this case, Bookshare, and also the folder that it was located in, in this case, Root. To navigate through titles in the title list, you can use the left and the right arrow keys. I heard that this was choice number two, so I will left arrow to find out what the first book is. One. Call of the Wild. Publisher. Binetach. Title one is Call of the Wild. Now, if you have many titles on your SD card or internal memory of your book port, you will most likely not want to have to arrow around for a very long time to get to the title that you wish to read. The Bookport provides you several different ways to more quickly jump to titles. First, we can press the up arrow. Select folder. Three titles in this folder. Now we are moving by folder rather than by title. So here we have our root folder, and if I right arrow. Music, all music. We hear music because I have a category of music on here. Daisy title. Three titles in this folder. And now we're back to the root folder. Now you may have many more folders than I do, but for the purpose of this demonstration, I've just kept just a very few books and only the root folder and the music folder on this card just for simplicity. If you know what folder things are located in, this is a very quick way to jump from title to title depending on what folder they're in. But if you transfer with the book transfer software and you don't really think about where books are placed or you don't care what folder they're in, this may not be the most ideal form of navigation for you. If I up arrow again, select category, daisy title, four titles in this category. We now have categories. Right now we're on daisy title, if we right arrow. Music, two albums in this category. We hear music with two albums. Daisy title. And we're back Four to Daisy titles in this category. If you had recordings, podcasts, web radio stations, anything like that, those would all be their own category. 
you don't necessarily have to arrow through all your daisy books, for example, to get to your recordings. You could just move by category by pressing the up arrow to get to this option. I'm going to down arrow twice now to get back to the list of daisy titles. If you were browsing for a category that you wish to access, you would find the one you want and then down arrow twice because down arrowing once will get us to the folder structure. Select folder. Down arrow again. Select title. Gets us to title. Call of the Wild. Publisher. Unetta. Now we're back to Call of the Wild, the first title in this list. If you know the number of a book you wish to read within this list, this is the number that the book port reads before it announces the title, you can simply type in that number and then press the play key. So if I type three, three, enter, three. The Throne of Fire, Kane Chronicles number two. Publication date, May 10th, 2011. Publisher, Bookshare. Now it moved us to the third book in this list. If you entered a number that did not exist, like let's try nine, because I don't have nine daisy books. Nine. Number nine does not exist. We hear number nine does not exist, and we're left on the current title. One thing to keep in mind with moving by number is that when you add titles to the book port, the numbers are going to change because things are going to move in the list to make room for new titles, so the number might increase or decrease depending on where you are in the list. This also applies if you delete a title. So if you've added or removed content, the numbers won't be accurate, but if you are sure of a number in the list, you can use this option. To move by categories, you could either up arrow twice like we did earlier, or while you're looking at this list of titles, you can actually hold down the arrow keys to move from category to category. So if I hold down the right arrow key, music, all music, or in the music category, if I hold down the right arrow key again, Daisy title, one. Call of the Wild. Publisher, Binetach. In the folder, dollar sign VRDTV. We're back to Daisy. If you had more categories, you would find them before returning to the one you began in. You can also move backwards through categories by holding down the left arrow. So this is a quick way to jump to other categories. The other way to jump between different titles on your SD card or internal memory of your book port is by using the capability to move to your recently played and recently added titles on your device. You can press the go to key, which is located to the left of the arrow keys on the book port plus and to the left of the numeric keypad on the book port DT. If I press this, recent titles list, select title, daisy title, one. Call of the Wild. Publisher. Binetach. In the folder. Dollar sign VRDTV. Now instead of being in a list of all titles, we're placed in a list of the most recently read titles on the book port. By default, you're placed on the most recently read, which for me is the book Call of the Wild. If you did not want to move by most recently accessed, but most recently added to the device, you could press the go to key again. New titles list. Select title. Daisy title. One. The Hunger Games. Book one. Publication date. June 2009. Publisher. National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. Library of Congress. In the folder. Root. And we hear the most recent book that I've put on my book port. In this case, The Hunger Games. Now this book you heard announced in a human voice, not the text-to-speech voice on the book port. This means that this is a Daisy audiobook and is narrated by a human. 
So you can tell whether it's a text-based or a audio-based daisy book usually just by hearing how the title is announced. Now if we wanted to move back to the all titles list, we would press the go to key one more time. All titles We're list. All Select titles. title. Daisy title. One. Call of the Wild. Publisher. Binetage. In the folder. Booth. Four. Titles in this category. And all of these lists, all titles, recent titles, and new titles are organized horizontally and you can move through them with the left and the right arrows. Playing a book is very simple. All you have to do is press the play key. If I press the play key now... Wild. Notices to copyright status of material. And if I press the play the key, we pause. So when I press the play key, the book port began to play the book that I was focused on, which as it announced was Call of the Wild. And it begins reading, in this case, with the bookshare notice. But if you did not have that notice there, it would begin reading. Since I have not read very much of this book, I am not into the book. If you had been reading it, it would actually open the book and begin reading in the place where you had last left off. To pause playback, I simply pressed the play key again and it paused and played a little chime to let us know that the book had indeed paused. The most basic type of movement is moving character by character. Like on a PC, this is accomplished with the left and the right arrows. If I press the left arrow, space, E, E, H, capital T, space, we are moving backwards by character. If I press the right arrow, capital T, H, E, space, there's the word the, I, N, F, O, R, M, A, etc. So now we are just moving by character. If you needed to know how to spell a word, this is a very useful option. But usually you're going to want to read a bit more than characters, so if you wanted to get a slightly larger form of movement, you can use the 1 and the 3 keys on the Bookport's numeric keypad to move by word. If I press the 3 key, which follows is important since it describes, and now we're moving word by word, through the bookshare notice. Moving back by word is accomplished with the number one key. It. Since. Important. To move by sentence, you must push the play key to let the book port begin playing, and then use the left and right arrows, because the left and right arrows will not move by character when playing, because usually the speech is going to be going so fast that you are not going to have any need to move by character. So if I press play and then use the right arrow, Important since it public domain materials. Bookshare Org and Binet Edge make no representations or warranties that this material. However, Bookshare Org recently go back by sentence. Bookshare Org and Binet public domain material. The information I'll now which pause it with the pause key, so you can read by sentence or just jump forward by sentences while playing using the left and the right arrow. While paused, the up and the down arrow keys will move you by lines. On the Bookport desktop, you would use the 2 and the 8 keys to move by lines, but on the Bookport Plus, you just use the up and down arrows. So if I press down arrow... Ownership, if any, and any legal restrict... Digital material which govern your life... Public domain materials... Bookshare Org and Binet Edge make no representations or warranties. 
material is, in fact, in the public domain. However, books are work reasonably. And now we're moving by lines. So just like on a PC, up and down arrows will move by lines. I'm not going to demonstrate it here because it makes pretty good sense, but using the up arrow would move up by line. To move by paragraph, you can let the book begin playing by pressing the play key, and then use the three key to move forward by paragraph, and the one key to move back by paragraph. If I start playing, beginning of title, and press Oliver three. Wild. Bookshare Org and Binet. Together we can ensure that the rights Bookshare Org has used re begin content. And we moved by paragraphs. To move back by paragraphs, you can simply press the one key. And if you just wanted to continue reading from the paragraph you moved to, you just wouldn't press anything and you would let the book port read. Regardless of if you are playing or paused, the four and the six key will control page movement. The 4 key will move back one page, and the 6 key will move forward by one page. Many books are marked up by page, so it's easy for the book port to move you by page. In some books, you cannot move by page because it was not marked where pages begin and end. In this case, the book port assumes page length by moving by 80 lines, so the next page command, 6, will move you to 80 lines below, and the 4 key will move you up 80 lines, which is the rough equivalent of a printed page. So regardless of if pages are marked or not, this will roughly move you by page. So while I'm paused, if I just hit 6... Special page. We're on a special page. If I press the 6 key again... Special page. There's another special page. And a special page is just usually one of the Roman numeral pages before page 1 of a book that give information about the book. Special page. Page 1. There's page one, and since these are pretty standard, we hear the bookport's guide voice read this to us. If I begin to play, one, and I use next page, page two, two, we're booming the find. Thousands of men were rushing into the Northland. These men wanted to page three, three. Miller's voice took their morning plunge and kept cool. Page two, two, we're booming the find. Thousands of men were rushing. It begins reading the page automatically. When paused, you only hear the page number. When playing, you hear the page number followed by the page that begins to read. The largest type of movement within a book is moving by sections in a daisy book. There are usually various levels, such as section, chapter, page, etc. So you first need to tell the bookport what type of daisy navigation to move by. This is done with the 8 key. If I press 8... Level 1. There's level 1. Phrase. And there's phrase. If I press it again. Page. There's page. Level 1. And one more time gets me back to level 1. Phrase is just an estimated movement to move by where phrases would be if you were speaking it out loud. In this particular book, there is only heading level 1, which presumably moves by chapters. In larger books, or books that are marked up a bit better, you will have up to three or four levels of headings that you can cycle through with the 8 key. This book also presents us the daisy option of moving by page, but we don't really need this since we have the 4 and the 6 keys to do this for us. I am on level 1, and to move by these headings, we can use the 7 key to move backward or the 9 key to move forward. If I press the 9 key, we hear a chime sound. This means that the book is really not marked up by chapters. 
but if we press the 7 key, beginning of title. that moves us to the beginning of a title. So in this particular book, as you can see, heading movement is not very useful, but you do use the 8 key to move between the different types of headings, the 7 key to move backwards by your selected amount, and the 9 key to move forward. The final way to move through a book is by pressing the Go To key. This is the key I described earlier to move from recent titles to new titles, etc. But if I press the Go To key here, Go To page. We can go to a page, and we hear the chime telling us the book port is waiting for us to input information. If I wanted to move to page 29, I could type in 299 and press the play key. Enter page 29. 29. Approached on his blind side of this offense book was a pause. So it moves you to the page you inputted and it begins to read. This is usually quicker than using the six key to move by page. You can just type in the exact page number that you would like. If I press the go to key again, go to page. there's go to page. We just did that. Let's press go to again. Go to heading. Press enter to go to beginning. Press zero, then enter to go to end. Enter is the pound key. You can either use pound to confirm something or just press play as we just did. Now, this allows you to input a heading number if you know it. For example, if you want to go to the fourth heading in the book, it will move you there, but you usually will need to know how many headings into the book you're looking for. This is not very useful in this particular book since there are no headings, so let's press the go to key again. Go to percent. We can move to a certain percentage within the book. If I wanted to move three-fourths of the way through the book, I would just put in 75. 7, 5. Press enter. Or enter. Play. 75 percent. And now we're 75 percent of the way through the book. We could begin to play here with the play key. These are all the options that are available to us for navigation within a text-based book. The final thing I have to mention about text-based daisy books is the ability to control the rate of the speech of which you hear the book. This is done when playing with the up and the down arrows. If I begin to play and press the up arrow, I'm going to press the play key. Up arrow. 130. Up arrow. 130. One more time. 139. Strangling. Suffocating. Sometimes one uppermost. The speech is now quite a bit quicker than it was earlier. You could slow down while playing by pressing the down arrow key. So this allows you to control how fast you hear the book. And this adjusts the rate, in this case, of the text-to-speech voice, since this is a text-based daisy book. This is all of the things we need to learn right now about text-based daisy books. So let's go ahead and press the title key. SD card. All titles list. Select title. Daisy title. One. Fourth title. Call of the Wild. Publisher. In this list. In the folder. Four. Titles in this category. So I will just push four. Four. Followed by the enter key. Enter. Four. The Hunger Games, Book One. And here Publication is date, June 2009. Audio. Publisher? National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. Library of Congress. And unfortunately, there is no way to interrupt this announcement without starting the book to play, which is why you keep hearing it. So if I press the play key... Flowers are the tops of wild onions, and only remind me of the hours I've spent gathering them with Gale. And I'll press the Gale. pause key. Now, we find this time that we're not taken to the beginning of the book. We are put in the middle of the book where I last left off. So this is the last place where I read the book when I was reading it on this device. Now, obviously you cannot move character by character in a spoken word book simply because there 
are not specific characters, only recorded audio in the book. So pressing the left arrow remind me of the hours I, that the pink and white back in the audio. If we play and hold down the left white arrow, flowers of minus five seconds, we're rewriting. 10 seconds, 20 seconds, so we move by 10 30 seconds, seconds, one minute, then it starts jumping, two minutes, minutes, three minutes, I just let go of the four left arrow. minutes, I just let go of the left arrow key, and now let's press play. To be arranging some sort of accident for me as we speak. Then Pete is there, looking handsome in red and white, pull and I press the pause key. So now we have moved backwards in the book, and we could fast forward the same way by holding down the right arrow. Since you cannot move by lines in audio-based books either, the up and the down arrow key always controls the rate of speech, regardless if you're playing or paused. So if I press the up arrow key two or three times here, speed plus three. We hear, since we're paused, the amount of the speech playback that has been increased, in this case, plus three. If I press play... Pulling me off to the side. I hardly get to see you. Hey, Mitch seems bent on keeping us apart. Hey, Mitch is actually bent on keeping us alive. Play again to pause, and the speech is now quite a bit faster. It's worth mentioning that you can slow down the speech playback beyond normal if you would like to listen to something especially slow. So you can either increase or decrease the speech from its default rate. To move by 30 seconds in the audio, we can use the 1 and the 3 keys. If I press 3... Someone counts backward, and just like that, we're being broadcast live to the later. entire website for you from, what, age 5? Caesar and says. I'll press play to stop. So that is how you can move by 30 seconds, which is a bit quicker than holding down the arrow keys until you hear 30 seconds. This is a quick way to jump a little ways ahead or behind in a book. The 4 and the 6 keys within audio move you back and forward by 10 minutes. If I press play, and then press 4... But since they're... Have you given up the whole girl on fire thing? Ringed around our kitchen table, and I thought, why don't they leave? What? And now we have moved back by 10-minute increments in the book. Now, let's take a look at heading-level navigation in this book, because I know that there are chapters marked, so we will be able to use the 7 and the 9 keys a bit more usefully here than we did with the Call of the Wild book we were examining earlier. If I press the 8 key... Level 2. There's level 2. Level 1. Level 1. Phrase. Phrase. Level 2. And there is not page in this book. It's not even marked by page. Now, when you have two levels of headings, you can usually assume that level 1, the biggest level, or the least detailed level, the top level, is going to move you by parts of a book, and level 2 will move you by chapters. I would prefer to move by chapters, so I'll press the 8 key to get to level 2 again. Level 2. I'll begin playing. Why do they stay to watch? I'll slow it down so that the book so that the book and is at an I understandable know. speed. It's because and you now have I'll no use choice. The 7 key. 25. There's chapter 25. 24. 24. 23. 23 22. 22, etc. 9 would move forward by chapter 23. Every cell in my body and that is how you can move by chapters and parts within a book. This is very handy if you need to skip a chapter or you want to go back by a chapter, etc. This is a bit more flexible than just moving by specific time increments. As with text-based books, the go-to key here go to page. gives us go to page. If I enter page, let's say 82 here. Eight, two. Number 82 does not exist tells us that 82 does not exist because you heard that there was no option to navigate by page. So we cannot even go to page 82. It tells us that it doesn't exist because there are no page markings here. 
and it removes us from the go to dialog. If I press the go to key, go to page, press it again, go to heading, press to enter to, heading. to go to beginning, it's press zero, then enter to go to end. It's a bit more useful to use this function here. Let's say I wanted to go to the third heading level, which should be close to the beginning of the book. If I press three, three, enter heading three, part one, the tributes. One. That was indeed the first part of the book, and I've just paused the book port from reading. Now, usually the beginning of the book has a heading and the NLS information. This is a book from Bard, so the NLS and Library of Congress information gets a second heading. So the third heading is usually about the beginning of the actual text of your book. If I press the go to key again, go to page, go to heading, again, go to percent. Here's our go to percent and one more time just closes that dialog. The one thing that you might wish to use while navigating through a book to learn more information about the book is to use the information screen. To do this, you can either press the number 5 on the Bookport Plus or the oval-shaped information key that's at a slanted angle to the right of the telephone keypad on the Bookport DT. I'll press the information key now. Battery level 38%. Network information. Power save mode. Download status. Not downloading. Elapsed 2 minutes 38 seconds. Remaining 9 hours 11 minutes 51 seconds. Total 9 hours 14 minutes 29 seconds. No pages. Heading 4. Total number of headings 33. 1. No bookmarks. No voice bookmarks. Daisy Title 4 The Hunger Games Book 1 Creation Date June 29, 2009 10.22 AM Standard Play And it just gave us a bunch of information about the book. It told us our battery status as well. It told me my network was in power save mode. We're not using anything internet related to play this book, so it simply shuts off the Wi-Fi part of the book port to save battery. It tells us how far we are into the book, how much is left, the heading number, and you heard the human narrator say 1, meaning we're on chapter 1 of the book. If there were chapter names, this would have been announced instead. This is a pretty long string of information, so if you wanted to cut off the information, for example, let's say you just wanted to hear how far you were into the book, you could press the 5 key several times until you got to the information you wanted to hear, and then press the play key when you're done hearing the information to make the book port stop speaking the information. I will go ahead and show this, so I'll press the 5 key a couple of times, let it speak what I want to hear, and then I'll stop it. Battery network download elapsed 2 minutes 38 seconds rem So that told me I'm 2 minutes 38 seconds into the book, and that took a lot less time than it would have to actually listen to the prompts before it. That should have given you a pretty good idea of how to navigate through text and audio-based books on your Bookport Plus or Bookport DT, that's going to wrap up this review. I will be back with more reviews of the Bookport products in the future. If you have further questions on the operation of these devices, please visit techtech.aph.org and click on the link for either Bookport Plus or Bookport DT, depending on what you're using. This is Chase Crispin. Thank you for listening to this review, and I hope you have found it helpful.
The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and Low Vision Services. Welcome to this demonstration of creating bookmark web links for your finder, whether it's on your desktop or in a folder, so that you can launch those web links from finder rather than having to go in Safari and use bookmarks and or open up the website manually. And I do exactly the same thing on my iOS devices such as my iPad or iPhone. I just have a bookmarks folder that I've got on my Mac desktop here just so that I can just go into that folder and launch my favorite websites directly. So before I get started, let me just say that I've got my MacBook Pro turned on, voiceovers running, and as usual, let's go to a non spot on the Mac by going to the desktop with the voiceover command Shift-V-O-D or Shift-Control-Option-D. Of course, the VO keys being the control and option keys. So I'll do that now. Desktop bookmarks selected folder. Now I need to first of all bring up Safari. So I'm actually going to go and access Safari via my dock. So that's VOD or Control Option D for dock. Dock. Safari 6 of 24. I'm already on Safari. If I wasn't, I could just type in SA for Safari or do VO left or right arrow or Control Option left or right arrow to locate Safari on my dock. So let me open it now by doing VO spacebar or Control Option spacebar. Fine. Safari. Untitled. Window. to HTML content. So let's type in a web address. I'm going to do Command L for open. Open location. Okay, now I'm going to type in a web address. Now in my case, I'm going to type in the web address for the Vision Australia iAccess online service for loaning and downloading books from the Vision Australia library. So I'm going to type in http://selection-a-c-c-e-s-o-n-e-period-vision-australia-v-a-s-a period org period g and i'm going to press enter http colon slash slash dot a slash page html content 33 percent loaded 82 percent loaded 89 percent link skip to main content visited link image vision australia access logo space sign in button heading level two make i'll just press the control key now we will drag this web link over to my desktop on the mac so first of all we need to get to the address bar so I'm just going to uninteract with the HTML area with Shift V O up arrow, Shift Control Option up arrow. Stop interacting with HTML content. Jump to the top of the window with Shift Function V O left arrow or Shift Function Control Option left arrow. Toolbar. Interact with the toolbar area with Shift V O down arrow or Shift Control Option down arrow. Interact with toolbar. And now V O right arrow Control Option right arrow over to the address bar. iCloud tab. Share but i dash access online dot vision australia dot org slash pages slash iol underline find dot aspx content selected address and search edit text. Okay, now that's currently says it's selected. Now sometimes I find when I try and do a drag and drop command, it doesn't work. So even though this is a little bit laborious, I'm now going to interact with the address bar web address, and that's shift vo down arrow or shift contraption down arrow. Interact with edit text i dash access online dot vision australia dot org slash pages slash. Now I'm going to move my vo cursor one character to the right, and that's shift vo right arrow or shift contraption right arrow. I. I'm going to move it back. Shift vo left arrow or shift contraption left arrow. I. And now I'm going to highlight the whole thing again myself. So that's shift option right arrow. I highlighted access on dot vision dot org highlighted. Okay, so I've re-highlighted it myself. And now I'm going to do VO comma or control option comma, which is the drag command for voiceover. Selection marks for drag and drop. 
And now I'm going to jump to my desktop by doing Shift VOD or Shift Control Option D. Desktop, bookmarks, selected folder. And I've landed on my bookmarks folder. Now previously when I've tried to drop this with VO period or Control Option period, it hasn't worked. What I find that works most of the time a lot better than just dropping it on top of an item is to drop it after the item that's currently got my voiceover focus. So that's Shift VO period or Shift Control Option period. And I'll do that now. Dragging selection. Desk Safari, find desk selection insert Safari, find I access online window I dash access online dot vision Australia dot org is selected address and search edit text. Okay, and as you can tell, we've landed back in Safari. So I'm going to go and jump back to my desktop with Shift VOD or Shift Control Option D. Desktop I dash access online dot vision Australia dot org dot web loc selected web internet location. Okay, and there's the web link for the Vision Australia I access service. So I'm going to copy that to the clipboard with Command C. Copy i dash access online dot dot Okay, and it said web look. That's actually web location because it's reading that out because I've got my file extensions turned on in Finder on my Mac. So let's do VO left arrow controls left arrow. Bookmarks selected folder. Here's my bookmarks folder. I'm going to open it up with VO spacebar controls spacebar. Now in bookmarks window list view table. And I'm going to paste it. Now rather than just copying it, which would be Command V to paste, I'm actually going to move it, which is Option Command V. Move item here. One row added. Apple accessibility dot web local web internet. Okay, that's the first link on the list view of my current bookmarks folder. Let me just do VO down drops and dinner. Apple and other technology. Apple this dot audible dot com bookshare dot web i dash access online dot vision australia dot org dot web local web internet location. Okay, that's the one that I just copied across. Now I could press enter and just rename that web link if I wished. I don't want to at the moment. So I'm going to do VO spacebar or control and spacebar. Oh, Safari untitled window toolbar link skip to main content visited link image vision australia i access logo space sign in button heading level okay, and there's the website for the vision australia i access online service all done via the bookmark web location file sitting in my bookmarks folder on my desktop so let me just return to my desktop with Shift VOD or Shift Control Option D. Desktop bookmarks selected folder. And that concludes this demonstration of creating web bookmark links or just web location links for Finder on your Mac desktop or folder, wherever you want to put them. So basically all I really did was go to Safari, type in the web address, interact with the address bar, make sure it was highlighted, drag it, which was the VO comma or Control Option comma command, in my case, I went back to the desktop and I landed on my bookmarks folder. And rather than dropping it with VO period or control option period, which I find sometimes doesn't work, I copied it after the voiceover focus, which was after the bookmarks folder with shift VO period or shift control option period. And then I copied that once it was dragged across to the clipboard with command C. I opened up my bookmarks folder and rather than copying the file or the link with command V, I moved it with option command V and then went down to the location link that was just copied across or moved and then VO spacebar, control and spacebar, then launched it. So from now on, when I want to run iAccess from the Vision Australia online service, rather than going to Safari, I can just go to my bookmarks folder, open it up, locate the web link for iAccess service and open it up and away I go. So that concludes this demonstration. Thanks for listening as always and bye for now. Vision Australia Blindness and Low Vision Services.
everybody, this is Mary Emerson, and in our continuing series of segments about the HIMSS Braille products and the version 8 upgrade, I'm going to briefly describe XL. I don't use XL, but I know what it does because when I was a technical writer, I dealt with a lot of tables both simple tables and complex tables where you had tables inside of tables, both of which were very, very long and complicated. Excel is a table viewer, and you can view different types of tables with HIMS products. You can navigate XLS and XLSX files by cell, column, row, group, and worksheet, among other things. And you open the viewer from the main menu by opening the extras menu, and then you navigate to the Excel viewer. From there, you're placed in an open file dialog, and you just use the normal file list navigation commands to launch the file that you want to look at. You're placed at the top of the first worksheet of the file, and you're in a table, and you can view the coordinates followed by the text. For example, the first cell in a column containing a date might appear as A1, followed by the word date, and A1 is separated from date by a space. There are a lot of general navigation commands with Excel. You can navigate down columns and across rows. And of course you can navigate to the next column or the next row or the previous of either of these. You can navigate across columns or up and down various columns and up and down rows to look at previous or next rows. You can go to the beginning or end of a row or the top or bottom of a column, to the top or bottom of a worksheet or to the previous or next one, or among groups, to the previous or next group, to the next group in a row, or to the previous group in a row, or to groups in columns in the same way, to the previous or next group in columns. There are some functions in the file menu that you can also use shortcuts for. One of them is to open a hyperlink. A hyperlink is a link to somewhere else. The link is contained in your current file that you have open, and it uses your browser to find the link and show it to you. It will just take you there. You can also set a user table And what this does is if you're looking at a very complex table and the headers don't seem to belong with the rows and the columns of what you're looking at, you can define the categories in which the items belong. You can also look at properties of a single cell to find out the format information. And among your choices here are the font name, the font size, the attributes, the format, alignment, and outline. There's also a quick setup feature that's similar to the user table function, except that instead of defining the boundaries that you're looking for with the table, the beginning cell is automatically set as the cell 
that your current cursor is looking at and is pointing to, and the end cell is automatically set as the last cell containing data. Along with the file menu, there's a go to menu, and you can go to the following. You can find something, you can move to a particular cell, or next sheet, or previous sheet, or sheet list, set mark, go to mark, delete mark, move to previous group, and move to next group. Along with the file and edit menus, there's a read menu that will let you set options or choose sheet title or read from the beginning of the row to the cursor, read from the cursor to the end of the row, read from the top of the column to the cursor, and there's a long list of other items that you can choose to read. Then we have the view menu which lets you choose how the time and the date are shown in Excel files and you have all different sorts of choices. You can set up the date, the time, the on and off radio button to decide whether you want to see that at all. And also in the view menu you can choose the format that you want to see the date and the time. There's an activation option and this activation command will let you view only the current cell. This would be wonderful if you have a cell that is huge and you can navigate it using normal reading commands so that you can explore it in detail. Sometimes that helps when you're working in a cell and I remember doing this in some of the large tables that I was working on where a cell could consist of pages of data and it was great to be able to zoom in and just focus on that. There's also an edit menu where you can do general copy and paste stuff. This goes along with the file menu, the view menu, the read menu, etc. And that is a summary of the functions for Excel. I've relied very very heavily on the user guide for version 8. It's been a great help to me in understanding the functions of Excel within these HIMSS devices because I don't have any Excel files to work with. So I hope this has helped. Thank you for listening to this. This is Mary Emerson for Main Menu. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.